So let's begin. Psalms 147 verse 3 says this concerning the very nature of God. It says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And I love this particular scripture. The He here is God, of course, our Lord. And so He does what? He heals the brokenhearted. In other words, He deals with the inside stuff because that's really what it's talking about here. In other words, our, our brokenness on the inside. How many people have had some bad stuff happen in their lives? All right. Well, then that means that at some point in your life, you got messed up because of those bad things. Either it affected the way you thought, how you lived, you know, whatever, your relationships, the list goes on and on. Now, here's what happens. Healing has to be brought into those circumstances, right? And, and the Lord does that. He heals the brokenhearted. That's what he wants to do. Now, I will say this. The greatest healing of all is the healing of bringing you back into a restored relationship with God. In other words, that, if that's the only healing you ever receive is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and be healed of your sins, be forgiven of your sins, can I tell you, that, that's a big one. Doesn't get any bigger than that. Like that's the 99% important thing. The 1% is all the other stuff because that means that you've got a ticket to go to heaven and it's been freely bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. That, that's, listen, rejoice in that. If you're born again here, rejoice in that healing because that's a big one. All right, so he heals the brokenhearted. That's the most important. But then I love this, and he binds up their wounds. So not only does God want to do, do business with the inside of you, the unseen things, he actually wants to heal the seen things as well. You know, the physical things that are happening, you know, as we grow older. You know, I'm getting older. I just had a birthday a month or so ago. I keep trying to, Sandra keeps saying to me, what do you want for your birthday? I said, you know what I want? Forget my birthday. That's what I want her to do. Just let's pretend it didn't happen so I can like stay at this present year. I'm not even going to tell you, right? Just stay at this year. And so we'll just keep going. I'll just stay at that year. Let's just forget about it. Pretend it didn't happen. But she won't let me. She goes, no, you're going with me on this journey. So she just, in fact, her birthday was just yesterday. So if you see her out there, she's out working, doing stuff. So make sure you say, wish her, wish her, because she likes being wished happy birthday. Not me so much, all right? But you can wish her a happy birthday. So that scripture speaks to both sides of things, right? The seen and the unseen. So if Jesus is in the healing business today, you know, what does that look like? How does Jesus heal today? And I want to show you three kind of distinct areas that he heals in. And, and this may help you a little bit. First of all, and the one that I think most of us will get right off, is that he heals naturally. In other words, how many people here have had a cut? Or, or a bruise, or something happened to their physical body, and did you have to go to the doctor? Okay, do you still have that cut, and you still have that bruise? No, well, what happened? It healed, right? And, and so there's an immune system in our body, you know, it has the ability to bring healing. If you have a cut, you know, it's gone. I, I'll tell you, more of as late, when I have something like that happen, I'm thanking Jesus. You know why? He put that ability in my body to heal naturally. It's no less a miracle, if you understand what I'm saying. And we should be thanking God even for the little things in life. So naturally, that's one way. And obviously, let's move on to the next one, right? And it's the one we like the best, right? Supernaturally. And that means where God intervenes, where, where like he, you know, in the natural, it's not going to get fixed. But God comes in with a, with a Holy Spirit scalpel and brings healing and restoration, whatever that might be. And it might be physical healing. Or it might be healing of, of your heart. Maybe you've been harboring unforgiveness for 20 years towards someone who did something really bad to you. So I'm not dismissing what they did. But here's the problem. Because you've got the unforgiveness, you're the one being held hostage. You're the one that's the prisoner, not them. You're the one hurting. And so what God does is comes in 
and brings healing to that, where you can finally release it to the Lord and, and go, ah. And when that person's face comes to your mind or their name, it's no longer that you want to reach for a knife and throw it at them. You understand what I'm saying? But, but rather, Lord, I just, I've given it to you. If this, all that poison, the hate, has been washed away miraculously, supernaturally by God. And only God can do that, can't he? So we've got the natural, we've got supernatural. And then there's a third one. And, I, and I've got, it's hyphenated. It's medical and doctors. And that's another way that God can heal, right? Now here's the thing. I know for some people, the first thing they do when they're sick, they run to a doctor. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I think you need more faith today to go to a doctor than to believe for supernatural healing. Because on their wall, when you look, and, and no offense to any doctors here, I love doctors, and you're, you, let me get, don't leave before you hear the whole thing, all right? But on their walls, it says they have a license to practice. They're practicing. You, you hear what I'm saying? They're doing the best they can to help you, but they're not God, all right? And so when, when the healer, when Jesus heals you, he doesn't come along the next day and say, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, we were supposed to take your appendix, but we took your gallbladder. You know, you're never going to hear that from Jesus, all right? He's always going to get it right every single time. But I'm here to tell you that some, there are some believers that, that treat the medical and medicine and doctors as a lesser miracle of God. I want to say to you, that's wrong. In fact, you'll notice this list. I didn't put one higher than the other. I put them alongside each other. Why? Because God uses all of these avenues to bring healing to our lives. In fact, if anyone here tries to box God in and say, well, Lord, the only way I will accept healing from you is supernatural, then you're boxing God in. Who are you to tell God how, how he's going to heal you? How about we just open up the door and say, Jesus, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, whatever pathway you've chosen, for, I'm happy to get on it and I will move towards you. Amen? In fact, I'll even dare say that it's rare that God uses just one of those things. Because think about it, if God heals you supernaturally, what did he do maybe? Maybe he kicked your own healing system into high gear, your natural healing, and supernaturally healed you through the natural. I don't know, right? Or maybe what he did, he, you went to the doctor and you began treatment, and then all of a sudden, partway through treatment, you were healed. Well, who gets the glory, the doctors or Jesus? Let me tell you something, whatever avenue you're on to your healing, you better give glory to the one and only. And that's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the one that brings your healing. He'll use any one of those things or combinations of those things to bring healing into your life. And the thing is, are we willing to accept that? Or do we put, put all these guidelines to God? God, you've got to do it this way or you've got to do it that way. Stop that. Just stop that. Grow up. Come to a place of saying, God, whatever you want to do, I receive it by faith. And I'll tell you something. If you have that type of attitude, you will receive healing. Amen? Okay. So, we've said that, brought you to the, this point. So, how does this work? You know, I, I'm one of those guys, you know, I came from a, a background, a very practical background. You know, I lived on a farm for the first 30 years of my life. And on the farm, we didn't talk a whole lot. We basically said, look, we got to go do this. And then the next question is, okay, dad, how are we going to do it? And he'd say, okay, you do this and this and this. And you'll find that that kind of comes out in me because I'm a practical kind of person. And if I was sitting there, I'd want to know the steps to get my healing. Anybody else or am I the only one that's kind of like that? Anybody else want some steps? Three simple steps? And now here's the thing. This is your part. I'm not in any way trying to tell you what God's part's going to be. But there are three steps that you and I need to take to make that divine appointment for God to do his part. All right, so that's what I want to give you. Just take a couple minutes. Can you endure this? You're all right? 
All right, here's the first one. First step to your healing. This is our part, right? You've got to acknowledge you have a need. So Mark 2, verse 17 says this, And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So in the context of this, the, the line before the Pharisees and Sadducees were upset that Jesus was eating with the sinners and the tax collectors and, you know, the have-nots and the, you know, kind of the sick people, all, all the people who you wouldn't want to hang out with if you were a religious person. And what does Jesus say? He said, those who are well have no need of a physician. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've talked to people over the years and they walk into church and say, how you doing? And their first response is, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's what they say. And meanwhile, they've got, they've got crutches, uh, you know, they've got an arm in a sling, you know, or, or they look like they've just been crying, and, and I'm like, what the heck? I, okay, you know, and, and I just walk away. Why? Because they didn't leave any room, right? They didn't acknowledge they had a problem. And I don't press, you know, you know the leadership here, we don't press people. We, listen, that's what you want to be, okay. Can I tell you something? God is like that too. Unless you're willing to acknowledge you got a problem, God's not going to help you with your problem because you're saying you don't have one. And so step one is to acknowledge you got a problem. So when I come up to you and say, how you doing? I don't necessarily need to hear your life story on Sunday morning, all right? But, but I would love to hear, look at I'm having a, not love to hear, but I want to hear the truth. I want to hear, listen, I had a tough week. You know, this happened and that happened. I'm like, okay, let's pray about that. Because all of a sudden, in acknowledging it, now God can begin to move on your behalf. And the thing is, sometimes when people are saying, I'm blessed and highly favored, that's how they're acting before God. Kind of like pretending that nothing bad's going on in their life. Well, then God's just going to wait until you finally take off that hypocritical mask and, and that way of thinking and say, Lord, help me. And you know what the word says? That when you call out to him, he comes right to you. But if you're saying to Jesus even, I'm blessed and highly favored, you know, and meanwhile, you're hurting on the inside. Take your hurt to Jesus. Acknowledge you've got a problem so he can begin to help you. So that's step one. It may seem kind of simple, but can I tell you that a lot of people aren't willing to do that? I don't know whether it's spiritual pride. I don't know what the issue is, but I can tell you this, that I've learned more and more that when something's going on in my life, I run to Jesus now faster than I ever have in the past. And you might think, well, hold on, you're supposed to be mature. You're supposed to have it all figured out. Let me tell you something. The longer I've been doing this, the less I know that I know, all right? He, it's, he knows everything. I got a problem, I run to him. I encourage you to do the same, all right? All right, so step one, right? Acknowledge you have a need. Step two, believe that Jesus can and wants to heal you. 1 Peter 2.24, Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. For by his wounds you have been healed. I love this scripture. Now, obviously, the focus is the healing of our sins and, and, and the forgiveness of our sins to bring us back into relationship with God. Again, that's the most important miracle to happen in our lives. But when you look at this in its entirety, when it says, by his wounds you have been healed, that word wounds actually speaks of inside and outside hurt, all right? And that word healed is in the Greek is sozo. It means be completely made whole, body, soul, and spirit. And so by the stripes of Jesus, by the punishment that he took as he went to the cross, healing has been purchased for you. It's available for each and every one of us. And so it's an act of faith to believe, to trust God, that it's not just for the other guy or for the person up the street or, or whoever. It's for you. Say this with me. Healing, healing. 
is for me today. All right, and then, you know, begin to actually believe it, you know, just so you know, right? Like, I'm not, I wasn't really convinced on that. Can, can we try this again, all right? Healing is for me today. And let's add to this, and I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyway, you're beginning to be a little more convincing, all right? And so I encourage you to be, you know, confess God's word over your life. Not fake it, but rather say, Lord, I got this problem, but your word says. And to confess his word of healing over that situation. All right, so acknowledge you have a need. Believe that Jesus can and wants to heal you. Third thing, act upon the word of God. It's one thing to acknowledge it, believe it. Now there's something you've got to do. There's a step involved, right? And so here, here's the scripture, James 5, verses 14 and 15. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church or the leaders of the church. Let them pray over him, anoint him with oil or her with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him or her up. And if he or she has committed sins, he or she will be forgiven. You know, I, I, I say this, uh, the prayer of faith will save the sick. What that means is that word save again is that word sozo, make whole the sick person. So if you need salvation, God will bring salvation into your life. If you need physical healing, God will bring that. If you need issues of you know, mental illness, different emotional things are going, God will bring that as well. But the thing is, what do you have to do? Act. So let's just put these three together just so you got them all. All right, so what do you do? You acknowledge you have a need. They're going to pop that up. There we go right there. Acknowledge you have a need. Believe that Jesus can and wants to heal you. Act upon the word of God. There it is. It doesn't get any simpler than that, but can I tell you, if you will see those three steps as a way to stepping towards your healing, God will meet you and do his part. This is our part. God can't do our part. We can't do his part, but we do our part so he then can do his part. So let me ask you this, just while you're sitting all there comfy in your chairs, how many people need a healing of some sort in their lives? Just put your hand up. Okay, I see hands up. Just like we saw in the first service, probably half to two-thirds of, of all of you put up your hands. It's awesome. You put them down for just a moment. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask Karen to come forward. She's going to be playing in the background. Some, um, in fact, she'll be playing promises and singing in the background. And the words are even going to go up so that if you need to sing along or want to, you can. But here's what I'm going to do is ask the leaders and the pastors to come forward. Uh, I do have some anointing oil that's uh, right there. I see it. And so you're welcome to grab some anointing oil. Listen, we're not, we've now, we've heard the word. Now we're going to do the word. In other words, let me tell you something. God wants to do something. You know, I don't want people any Sunday morning to come here and say, oh, that was nice, and walk away. I want people to experience the presence of God in a tangible way that changes your way of thinking, heals your body, heals your mind, heals you and whatever healing you need. And this is one of those mornings. I'm not, listen, I'm going to make this so easy. You don't even have to come forward. The leaders and pastors, which are getting up right now and coming forward to get the oil, come on up, they're going to come to you. That's what, we're making this so easy. Talk about full service, all right? We're going to come to you. Make it easy, all right? So here's what you need to do right now, is if you need healing, put your hand up. Some one or ones are going to come and pray for you, all right? And if you don't receive prayer, put your hand back up again to make sure that everybody gets prayer, all right? We've done this before. It works. Can I tell you something? When we do the word, God does miracles. Are you ready to receive what God has for you today? God wants to do a miracle today.
for you. So put your hands up if you want prayer. They'll come and find you. Keep that hand up high. They're just going to ask you quick, what can I do for you? You just briefly explain what the situation is and then they will pray. Believe in God for a miracle for you this day. Thank you, Jesus. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant, of faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you do just what you say. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, our remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Cause great is your setting same I will praise your name great is your faithfulness to me
happen during prayer times like this. In fact, recently we had a person, their heart was completely healed. Another person dealing with pleurisy for like eight or ten years was miraculously healed. Used to have pain every single day. No longer has that pain anymore. God is still a healing God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, just continue on in prayer. I'm just going to pray a blessing over everyone here. And listen, we want to hear if God has done something in the days and weeks. Sometimes you don't know the healings happened right away. In Luke 17, Jesus prayed for 10 people. They weren't healed right there. But the Bible says as they walked away, as they began to go through life, they were healed. They experienced healing. And that may be for you. You may have felt nothing at this moment. But as time goes forward, all of a sudden you're going to realize, I'm healed. We want to hear about that, all right? Please let us know, all right? Give testimony of God's goodness and His grace and His healing power. So, Father, right now, we just thank You that You're here. We thank You, Lord, that You've touched us in all different ways. That, that Lord, You had a message for each and every one of us, and it was tailor-fit for each and every one of us. So, Lord, bless each one as they go out. I thank You, Lord. You are a healing God, and You will heal in the future as well. So bless each one, Lord, as they go out as a light for you in this very dark world. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you this morning.